Hi guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Extraordinary Believers podcast. <laughs> welcome back. I, I, I think a lot of you really give me confidence to keep recording because you know you give me good feedback and you know good reviews and all of that. And for this and more, we are so thankful. I'm so grateful. Okay, uh, so this season so far, season five, we've been talking about you know you've been having basic Bible talks. I would say basic, but yeah, Bible talks, and you know. Our aim for this season is to rekindle your love for the Bible, for you to see how how much you are unquote, missing, but how much that you could be gaining by reading and studying the word for yourself. You know, how much truth, edification, enlightenment, you know, so many things that you could get literally by studying the word. Um, so yeah, and then we just want you to love Bible study. We just want you to love fellowship with the Lord. And so that's why we're doing this. And so today I'm with a not one-time guest. I'm with a two-time guest. And you know what they say? Two is a is a is a what? Is a drama or whatever they say. Um. So yeah, our guest for today, his name is Quentin, and he has actually been here before. He was the one who launched this season, and he talked about um, first John. Uh, you know, and he did an entire commentary. And I want to add a bit of a caveat here. A lot of you reached out to me and, you know, gave your feedbacks and all of that. And it was understood that he didn't really do or he didn't really explain beyond reasonable doubt the last point of, um, you know, First John being written to First John, at least chapter one, being written for the unbelievers to be read out loud you know a lot of you were not convinced and you still had questions um so i want to let you know that he is going to be addressing that he's going to you know we're going to invite him again maybe not in today's session but he's going to come back definitely and he's going to expatiate more on that and really answer your questions, okay? So I want to thank you for the feedback. If you have more questions, if you have questions that you would like us to answer in this season, please send them in. If you have just random Bible, Bible questions that you'd like us to answer, then please send them in. And also, if you have questions for any of the speakers that have spoken so far on the podcast, please let us know as well. Trust me, your feedback really matters. You know for for example someone gave that feedback you know and we were able to talk about it and we we're able to say okay he's going to come back for another um, episode where he's going to expatiate on it beyond reasonable doubt so please your feedback is very important okay so yeah into the into the matter for today the reason why we are here we're going to be talking about the goodness of God. Is God good? And if he is, how can you be so sure? How do you reconcile the God of the Old Testament with the God of the New Testament? And this is something that I had a lot of questions about at some point in my work with God. You know, so we are going to expand on that for that today. Let me not take the whole of the time just doing the introduction. So I'm going to hand over to our speaker now. Hi. Hello, Lemuel. Good evening. <laughs> Thank you for having me again. Um, I really appreciate it. And I enjoyed the first session. I really enjoyed it. Um, and once again, thank you for having me. I'm extremely elated and excited to be here. The pleasure is all ours. Thank you. All right. 
So, yes, we are going to be talking about God is good, like you said um, in the introduction. Right? God is good, but how can I be so sure? Yeah. And this was a question, you know, um, I remember having a conversation with someone on Twitter on the 20th of September, 2020. Right? Um, this was the major challenge he had about God. Uh, he could not see God as someone who, at the very least, is good, mm. right? Um, and he gave the Bible reference, which we are actually going to focus on today, right, um, concerning Amalek, that God ordered Saul to go and completely wipe out the nation of Amalek. And he did not think a good God is going to do that. But... In today's session, right, we are going to properly look at the Bible. What does the Bible say about that? Does that contradict with the goodness of God? Yeah. You know, and that's just an example. There are so many other, you know, parts of, of particularly the Old Testament that mm-hmm. appears to be that God is not good. You mm-hmm. know, you have the example of Sodom and Gomorrah. He came and he completely destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. You have mm-hmm. the time of Noah. You know, he used water to use the flood to destroy the entire world. You know, um, what about other examples like Anna? You know, yeah. the Bible said he shot her womb. Would a good God do that? Mm-hmm. You know, all of these questions are properly answered if you study the Bible carefully. Yeah. And you are only going to arrive at one conclusion. Mm. God is good all the time. So there is a way to reconcile all of these questions. And mm. we're going to just focus on two um, today. Okay. Um, the first being, he ordered the killing of the Amalekites. Can we reconcile the goodness of God, the goodness of God with that? And then he shot the womb of Anna. Yeah. Let's get right into it. There are four things I want to start by sharing. You know, things that will influence the study on the Amalekites and Anna specifically. All right, there are four things I want to start by sharing. The first is understand the character of God. And the character of God is descent only one way mm. in Christ Jesus. Yeah. It's descending in Christ Jesus. You want to know about God, who he is, mm. the kind of person he is, you look at Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is not something that is only in the New Testament, it's there also in the old. But I'm just going to focus on on two examples. Let's let's turn our Bibles. Hebrews chapter one, verse one to three. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1 to 3. He says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse ways spoke in time past by the fathers, to the fathers by the prophets, had in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, through whom he made the world. He's talking about Jesus. He says, Who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, he says, He calls Jesus the express image of the person of god the word express image there is the greek word called character it means an exact replica Mm. so you want to see god you look at christ yeah you want to see and there's a there's a very you know good example in john chapter 7 you know one of the disciples came and met jesus and said 
John chapter 10, I beg your pardon. Show us the Father. Jesus said, have I been with you for so long and you do not know? You know, he mm. says, show us the Father. He says, look at me. John 10, 30 says, he says, I am the Father I want. So you cannot distinguish between God the Father and God the Son. Jesus is simply saying, look at me if you want to understand God. So ultimately, you want to know God, you look at Christ. You want to understand yeah. the character of God, you look at Christ. There's a very good example in um, in Luke chapter 9. I, I crave your indulgence. We are going to open um, scriptures a lot. Um, I'll try to minimize it because of time. Yeah. But where necessary, we are going to open. So Luke chapter yeah. 9 and verse 55. From verse 51, I beg your pardon. I may just read one at the end. Luke 9. Verse 55. Alright, he says. Let me just read verse 55. He says, he turned and rebuked them. So, um, background to the story. Jesus and his disciples went to evangelize somewhere. They were not receptive. And then his disciples said, Oh, Elijah called down fire during this time. We also should do the same thing. Yeah. Right? And this was what Jesus responded. Luke 9:55. He says, But he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. Yeah. He says, For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. This ultimately tells us about the character of God. Mm. Ultimately tells us about the character of God. Because remember, when you want to understand the character of God, you look at Christ Jesus. And Jesus has shown us that God is good. God is kind. God is loving. You know, he does not intend to kill people. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Yeah. So that is very important to know. Another thing that you need to understand um, are the attributes of God. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. But there are fundamental attributes of God that you need to understand. Number one is, God is immutable. Mm. It means He cannot change. Yeah. It means He cannot change. The Bible says He is the same yesterday, today, mm. and forever. Yeah. That's immutability. He cannot change. And so, you. this is very important because a lot of people say the God in the Old Testament and the God in the New Testament are two different people. No! Yeah. That is contradicting the immutability of God because God cannot be God if He can change. If He can change, yeah. That's very important. He cannot be God if He can change. Mm. So His immutability is very important for you to understand. Number two is that God is just. A good God must be just. Mm. You cannot call God good if He's not, not just. just. Yeah. There must be a just system in play. Yeah. And that's very important to understand as well. And you get more light as we move on. The third thing I want to share is learn to interpret scriptures holistically. You know, in the last podcast we recorded, I just touched on two um, laws of Bible interpretation. I talked about the contextual law. I talked about law of corroboration. Yeah. Like, this is also very important to, you know, know as well, right? Learn to interpret scriptures holistically. And this yeah. is what I mean. You know, the Bible has a general thing. Mm. And the Bible has, you know, covers particularly a general personality, you know, and that's Christ. And the general theme is, is the message of salvation. Yeah. So all through the Old Testament to the New Testament, you know, is just talking about God's plan to save yeah. mankind and the actual execution of the plan. Yeah. This is so important. This is so important, and you're yeah, going to understand it more when we actually talk about 
you know, what happened, what really happened with Amale. Yeah. Very, very important. So you have to learn to interpret scriptures holistically. But let me read a, a particular verse of the Bible that is so important. James chapter 1 verse 17. This mm. will change your life, I tell you. Mm. James chapter 1 and verse 17. Right. I can read it for you. <laughs> Open. <laughs> right, no, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. All right, let me just read. Anyone that I'm, I'm slow at. The, the, anyway, no need. James one seventeen says, "Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Yeah. And comes down from the Father of lights. This is another attribute of God, right? But mm. not to waste more time. Comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation mm-hmm. or shadow of turning. Mm-hmm. He says, every good gift yeah. and every perfect gift is from above. Yes. And so we can conclude that every good gift is from God. Mm-hmm. And only perfect gifts is from God. And then you can move on. He says, from above, from come from the Father of Light, with whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. Yeah. Still talking about God's immutability, He cannot change. Yeah. He can't change. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is this is this is amazing. Mm. So the God in the New Testament is also the same God in the Old Testament. The Old Testament. Yeah. And that's good. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah, before, you, before thing I want you continue, to... okay. Sorry, you know, I'm going to be chipping in a little bit of a lot because we got some feedback, of course, that you know, people yeah. wanted it to be more conversational, and so that's what we're going yeah. to do. So, in that light, I'm going to be, you know, I, I remember when you were about to read James 117 and I offered to read it. That's because I've so uh, you know, mastered that scripture. I can say it off the top of my head, but well, only the KJV version, yeah. anyways, off the top of my head. And that's because I remember at some point in my walk with God, you know, I had embraced the truth, God is good, and all of that. But then there was this over, overarching part of me that couldn't reconcile the Old Testament with the New. And so I remember coming across a book, ah, forgotten the name of the book, but the book was accusing God of being you know blood hungry you know wanting you know blood and the book even went ahead to list all like how many people actually died in the old testament that like god killed them and all how blood hungry he oh, wow. was and everything wow. and i remember seeing that book and i was so scared i was scared like what how do i reconcile this what am i going to do and in that that same at that same time I remember I just logged on to Instagram and I saw a video by Pastor Manuel Iren and the video was and the video read this James 1 17. He in the video he read it and then he said, you know, no matter what you find out about God, you know, you would never reach a conclusion where you will find out something and then you say God is wicked. Like no matter what you've heard about God, no matter what, there's nothing you come across that will not yeah. confirm yeah. the goodness of God. So I was like, ah, wow, okay, at least I can, you know, breathe small. But then I remember that James 1.17. And not only that, not only that, I actually, I actually went ahead to now go and look into these things, you know, and actually find out what really happened at this part of scripture. So I'm so glad hearing all that you said. The fact that number one, God is good. God is always good. He's never bad. And then always, also always, about always good. God cannot change, which is very, very important. So yeah, please continue. And talking about the, that, the book you read, I think 
I think that's one major reason why you know believers need to know the Bible mm. for themselves, yeah. so that they will not be easily swayed to and fro mm. by all these you know false teachers. Yeah. You know that are springing up. It's very important for us to know the word. Yeah. And I'm happy you are having sessions like this. You know, I think this should spur people and inspire people to actually love the word and mm-hmm. study the word more. Yeah. You know, we as believers, we should learn. We should learn to answer these tough questions, yeah. you know, properly, properly, you know, properly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So I was talking about five things I wanted to share. Right. Yes. I'm on the fourth one. Yeah. And I'm going to rush the fourth and the fifth one because, um, because of time. time yeah. So the fourth one, the fourth one is the Old Testament had little revelation about God. The Old Testament had little revelation about God, and this is why, you know. We read a scripture in Hebrews 1. It says, God who has sundry times and in diverse manners spoke unto the fathers by the prophets. So there were specific sets of people who, you know, God used in the Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. That's prophets, kings, priests, and, and those that had special duties. So it was not, you know, God wasn't really accessible by all. Do you understand? So, for example, God wants to speak to the nation of Israel. He tells Moses to come up the mountain, you know, and then leaves Aaron to be responsible for them. So, God communicates to Moses. Moses communicates, you know, to the people of Israel. And then the people of Israel communicate to Moses and Moses communicates to God. That yeah. that was primarily how it was, you know, in the Old Testament. And number five, the Old Testament had little revelation about the devil. And so attributed all things to God. Yeah. This is another thing that we need to understand as well. The devil played major roles in, you know, in the Old Testament that than people are counting for. You understand yes. the story of Job, for example. Mm-hmm. We understand that the devil was responsible, but many people don't read Job one twenty one. You know, we know it, but we forget that it was said by Job. Yeah. If you if you can get there before me, I will appreciate. But Job one twenty one, Job legit said you know god gave me you know job had lost everything right yeah. he said god gave me and god has taken away yeah. meanwhile god wasn't responsible for taking it away yeah all right so we we just need to understand that you know in the old testament they had little revelation mm-hmm. about the devil yeah so let's get right into um explaining the story of amale mm-hmm. let's we are going to open the bible a lot now and like I said initially, I crave your indulgence. First Samuel chapter 15. Usually, I use my laptop and I'm usually faster. But today, um, I'm actually using a hard copy Bible because I'm not with my laptop where I am now. Okay. So, Lemuel, I will need your help a lot. Okay? All right. All right. All right. So... I called this scripture. Uh, yeah, so why not, before you read the scripture, why not tell us, you know, give us like an overview of the entire story? Okay, just quick overview, right? Yeah. Um, it is, I, I think it's a story we are all actually familiar with, right? Yeah. Um, God, God told Saul, to go and the reason why I want to read it from scriptures is because there are some details that I actually want to explain. All right. So okay. God told God told Saul to go and utterly destroy the nation of Amalek. Mm. All right. He said, children, women, 
animals. He said, do not spare anyone. Mm-hmm. And we, like we know, he spared, you know, some fattened animals and the king. And God, and in fact, God had to, you know, remove, at least as in dethrone him basically yeah. from being king because mm-hmm. of that act, right? Yeah. So he actually faced grave consequences, you know, for not following that instruction mm-hmm. to the latter. All right, so why did God actually tell so? You know, th- some people have actually accused God of being genocidal because of this. Yeah. Because of this text. If you read it, First Samuel 15, let me, let me, I'm there now. It says, I'm reading from verse 2. So says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for all they did to Israel. How he ambushed him on the way when he came from Egypt. Verse 3 says, Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy. He says, utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them. He says, kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Like, if you read this text, you're like, God, why? Why would you do this? Why would you do this? But you need to understand the Bible to know why. This does not in any way make God, in fact, it confirms that God is actually good. Yeah. It confirms that God is actually good. And we are, we are going to see it. So let's talk about, let's do a quick background on who Amalek. Who are the Amalekites? Quick one. They were siblings to um to Israel. Numbers chapter 20 and verse 14. You see that they were not actually strangers. Maybe some of these scriptures are not important. You can read them on your own. Yeah. So just read that later. Numbers verse 14 they were not strangers to israel they were actually siblings the bible called them you know they they were very close basically mm. all right yeah um so now let's answer the main question why would god give an order to have them killed we saw it now in first samuel that we read verse 15 look at verse 2 carefully many people don't read this verse 2 says first says the lord of hosts i will punish amalek for what he did to israel mm. you see that yeah. the reason is there I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came from Egypt, when he came out from Egypt. Now, go and attack Amalek. So he says, I will punish them for what they did to Israel. Mm. Now, do you know, history has it that this was over 400 years ago that it happened. Mm. I'm going to explain why it took so long. But this is what they did. The Amalekites, who were supposedly siblings to the nation of Israel, were unjustifiably, unjustifiably wicked to to the Israelites. Unjustified, for no reason. They just hated Israel for no reason. Just like that. Yeah. Just like that. So now, you read Numbers chapter 20, verse 17 to 18, you are going to see that. So, um, Israel had just left Egypt. Right, you remember the whole story how mm-hmm. you know by the hand of God Israel had to be brought yeah. out of the nation of yeah. you know Egypt. And where did they find themselves? They found themselves in the wilderness. Now they needed help. And guess who they met first? The Amalekites. Mm-hmm. You know, so Moses goes and pleads with the king of Amalek at the time, and he says, Please, in the most you know, humble tone he could have used, mm-hmm. he goes and says, Please help us. Let us go through your land. You know, let's let's just go through your land. Mm-hmm. And 
Amalek, the king of Amalek said, if you try it, I will come and kill you. Now, these were people who were at a very vulnerable position mm. and they needed help. Yeah. The guy said, if you try it, I will kill you. Moses said again, he said, please, if my people take any of your animals, I will pay it back. We will replace anything that damages. You know, he was just trying to be diplomatic with the king and the king actually now sent soldiers go and start fighting with them and you're like mm-hmm. why would you do that yeah. why would you do that if you read exodus 17 you are going to see the story what i'm what i'm actually sharing now yeah and just in the very next chapter this nation of israel met another people called the kenites who actually offered them help and you will understand why this is so important as we move on hmm. so why would god give an order to have them killed number one they were unjustifiably wicked hmm. to the nation of Israel. Number two, they teamed up with Canaan to fight the Israelites mm-hmm. for nothing. They teamed up with Canaan. You see that in Numbers 14, verse 45. Please open the scriptures when you listen to this, okay? Yeah. They teamed up with Canaan to fight the nation of Israel for nothing. Number three, they teamed up with Moab and Ammon to attack Israel. Mm-hmm. You see that in Judges chapter 3, verse 13. Number four, they teamed up with Midian to attack Israel. Mm. Judges chapter 6, verse 3 to 4. So why do they keep on doing this for nothing? Not like they just had hits for these guys and just wanted to kill them utterly. Yeah. So this is this is this is why God actually had to do this. Mm-hmm. Alright? I'll still shut more like as we move on. Number three, um, would God have be merciful to them. Mm. So remember this. Remember the instruction to Saul, right? Go yeah. and utterly destroy. Now, would God have actually been merciful to these people? Before I talk about this, right? Mm. Let me say, you know, one of the major reasons why God actually took this person is because of this. You have to understand the big picture. Remember, I said you mm. know, learn to interpret scriptures holistically, yeah. right? You have to learn to understand the big picture. And what's the big picture? You know, when it comes to the Bible, remember I said how the central theme and central theme is salvation, salvation. right? So you have to understand that God had a plan to redeem mankind. And that's salvation. And that plan was going to be effected by the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. Jesus was going to come from Israel. Do you understand? So if Amalek, if Amalek had completely destroyed, destroyed. Israel, what would have happened? Genesis and there would have been no mm. salvation. And remember, remember, God gave God gave Saul this instruction, like I said, over 400 years after they attacked Israel. So you can see that God was actually patient with them. Actually, and the reason why he was patient with them was he wanted them to change. And mm. they were not changing. Mm. Many times in the Bible, when God demonstrated patience, he, even till today, mm. the reason why Jesus hasn't come, the Bible tells us, yeah, right? He's yeah. waiting. Exactly. First Peter so, 3. Many times when... Come again. First Peter 3 from verse 9. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, many times when God demonstrates patience, he's actually waiting yeah. for people to change. To change. Right? Mm. We saw that in Noah, in the time of Noah. Yeah. We saw that in the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. All right? waiting for people to change he's yeah. playing his patience and it's the same remember yeah the immutability of god does not change yeah. right it's the yeah. same when he came to the to amalek as well 
So you actually gave them time to change. But mm. like they were just hard hearted. Mm. I want to say not something. ready to change. I want to say something, you know, I was going to say two things. If you didn't stop to talk about why the children of Israel were so important, I was already going to chip in to just mention that, but I I was so glad, like, wow, you actually just brought it up. The fact that when we look to the Old Testament, you know, even the, 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 um, if you look at certain places in the Bible for the children of Israel, when the lord will be telling them to destroy certain people or to fight against certain yeah. people he would tell them and when the lord was leading them into certain places he would tell them like for example when they were going to canaan he told them this is why i am driving the people that were there before and so yes. it was not like the lord was giving them permission to do and undo as they please he even told them if you do the same thing i will drive you which was exactly yeah. what happened to them so but when it all comes down to it we see the faithfulness of god in the preservation of the israelites we needed salvation to yes. happen and so they yes. couldn't be destroyed quote unquote despite all the things that you know they kept trying and another thing i wanted to say is the fact that sometimes the bible just does it you flip the next page and that's the next chapter or that's the next verse yeah. and a lot of us tend to think that oh no they just happened as in god just told him they just destroyed them just like that so you mean because yesterday they closed the door to the israelites today now they all should be killed People would not take time out to study that. Ah, wow. There was actually up to a 400 year difference between these yeah. two events. So that is so powerful. Thank you so much. Yes. Exactly. And something else came to my mind while we were speaking, right? Um, Amalek were not the only nation that, you know, wanted to fight Israel, that God was angry. And yeah. I'll just give the, you know, the audience an assignment to study the book of Obadiah, mm. you know, I'm sure many of them haven't. But if you study the book of Obadiah, you see something very beautiful there. Yeah. You know, the preservation of the nation of Israel and how Edom, this was Edom this time, not Amalek, right? So Edom wanted to fight them and God was so angry. So angry. God, God never took the nation of Israel for granted. Yeah. Never. Never. Yeah. Never. Very important. So back to the final question I wanted to answer. Would God have been merciful to them? Yes. Yes, a thousand times yes. You know, and that's another attribute of God that we need to understand. God is merciful. Remember I said, you know, and in, in his patience, we, we see his mercy. Mm-hmm. You know, he gives time for people to change. And when they actually change, then, you know, you see mercy. Yes. You remember Jonah, right? Yes. Very, exactly. very important. When they actually change, you know, you see his mercy on display. So, um, would God have been merciful to them? Yes, like I said. And yes. this is why. This is why. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 6. Remember, I said something in person and I said I was going to come back to this. Remember, I said in Exodus 17, the Amalekites closed their window, you know, their door towards Israel at their most vulnerable state. And then in Exodus 18, the Kenites opened their door. The Kenites are descendants of Moses' father in law Jethro. All right? And this is what First Samuel chapter 15, verse 6 says. It says, Then Saul said, to the Kenites, let me start from verse 5. And Saul came to the city of, to the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Kenites, Go! Kenites, by the way, lived you know, together with Amalek at the time. Right? Yeah. Saul said to the Kenites, Go! Depart! Get down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel mm-hmm. when they came up out of Egypt. 
So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. Would God have been merciful to the Amalekites? Yes. How? All they needed to do was, you know, just decline their nationality and say, oh, I'm not an Amalekite, I'm a Kenite. Yeah. I'm telling you, they would have been free. But their hard-heartedness would not have led them. Yeah. You know, their hard-heartedness would not have led them. The same way Pharaoh, you know, thought that he could challenge God, he could fight God, but hard-heartedness. You know, I, I wish we could have a session on the hardness of hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, but that aside. Yeah. They had How would God have been merciful to these guys? They needed to just join the Kenai. Say, oh, I'm not an Amalekite. Yeah. All I need to do is you know, just join the Kenai. Simple. As the Kenai are going, you join them and say, oh. That, and funny how, this has a, you know, direct link to the story of salvation. Directly into the story of salvation. Right? Just decline your past and accept the salvation that God has offered in Christ Jesus. And mm-hmm. say, oh yes, with a lot of people the Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 18, it says, men love darkness rather than light. You know, the salvation has come to you and you're saying you don't want hardness of heart. Yeah. But that is, you know, the entire story of the city of Amalekite. Yeah. And just to conclude, we see the goodness of God on, in, on display in almost every part of the story. Yeah. In almost, and we see the, the justice of God. You know, if you had, if you had left, the Amalekites, they will keep on fighting Israel and they will try to extinguish Israel. They'll try to, you know, I hope that word was correct. Yeah. <laughs> they, will try, they will start trying to destroy the entire nation of Israel and God yeah. was trying to prevent that. And by doing that, he was preserving salvation mm. for mankind. Mm. By doing that, he was preserving salvation. We have salvation today because the Israelites were preserved. Yeah. Because the Israelites were preserved. Yeah. This was such, Hallelujah. This was such, you know, an enlightening time. This was such a great time of edification. And, you know, you have given us a lot to go back and study about. So, guys, for those guys that have not been able to differentiate the God or or to, 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 to merge the God of the Old Testament with the New Testament, this really helps. And this just shows you that you need to open your Bible. You need to check it out. You need to read and you know study this is what studying means to go in depth to check things out make sure that they check out you know as believers we must be ready we must be ready to give an answer to everyone that asks us a question and even for ourselves for our own good for our own edification so thank you so much for this thank you so so much for this and guys study you <laughs> study okay so please study and then another thing if you have any feedback please tell us if you know there's a way you like us to you know um present if you have questions most importantly please send yeah. us the questions as much as possible you can send us a message on our instagram at the extra believer you can also send us an email the extraordinary believers at gmail.com or if you know me personally you can just send me a message please send your questions so that you know each and everyone who speaks can always go back to answer the questions that were not clear thank you so much for listening please listen to all our other episodes and subscribe like this podcast give us a good review you know let's know that we're not wasting our time so, and we're in fine the same thank you till next time bye